Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Welfare Gang, and welcome to this bonus mini-series of Run Chats. Over the next five weeks, I'm heading out on a 5K with a group of inspirational women. We'll talk running, marathons, motherhood, and finding motivation when the winds are whipping and the temperature is tepid. It's all made possible by this season's sponsor, Brooks. They believe every day with a run is a better day because running fuels happiness and optimism. And it's true. Over the years, running has changed my outlook and helps me see the world around me in a better light. So I couldn't be happier to be partnering with Brooks on this bonus series. Welcome, Laura, to the Welfare Run Chats. Thank you so much. I can't believe I'm going to have a chat as I'm uh, running. I, I'm a bit worried, a bit apprehensive. Are you? Yeah. But you've done so many crazy things in your life. This is true. This is up there with the craziest. <laughs> life is really crazy at the moment, isn't it? Because you are flying backwards and forwards to the UK. You've got multiple jobs on the go. Yeah. How, how do you do it and still and still smile? Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'd cry. No, I'm not joking. Um, because I always think it's best to be busy. The busier I am, the more stuff I get to do. Uh, and I actually get done. I always find if I've got one thing to do in a day, I'll just do. This is my dog. is like choking himself. He's trying to get to the park at the moment. And he's still on the lead. Yeah, guys, he's... you can't see. I will post a picture of oh, wait, this we're doing a poo. We're finding an area. <laughs> this always happens. So every time he does a poo, I always find that's the time I bump into somebody as I'm holding the poo bag. Oh, hi, neighbour. How are you? <laughs> What's in your bag? And, my all, and it's always then like a mile till you find a bin. <laughs> I know. It's all, I'm always like, can you not just do the poo a little bit further? Because there's a bin up here. But anyway, we'll get there. And what else keeps you grounded? Like, how are you fitting in normal life around... So we're doing a wee now. All, <laughs> all of these, all of these like, glossy jobs and... TV shows? I think everyone realises it's never as glamorous as one thinks. Um, there's, as I said, a lot of travelling, um, a lot of hanging around, but I mean, for me, if you had told my younger self that this is what I'd get to do as a job, um, I would pinch myself because I know I, I've got a lot of friends who've got jobs nine to five, Monday to Friday, and Sunday they get that fear. Yeah. And I get a fear, but it's a different type of fear. It's an adrenaline uh, rush. So I just feel very, very lucky I guess because it all started with a competition didn't it yeah so my background was um, I studied drama and then I studied journalism and I was living in Ireland in Dublin and I had just started an internship at a radio station in a newsroom which was quite a interesting place to to kind of learn your skill Um, as you can imagine it was very full on and if you're like a young girl coming in there, a lot of people will just kind of ignore you because you're like, can I help in any way? And people will be like, no, we've got this ourselves. So you know, I really have to kind of push hard. Oh, there's a bin. Sorry, one sec. Oh, hello. Um, so yeah, it was probably a great place to, to kind of get into broadcast. And then I entered a competition because I, I just thought, as much as I love journalism, I find news 
quite hard, quite depressing. Uh, and I remember there was one day when there was a news story when there'd been a car accident. And I remember thinking, oh, yay, we've got something to talk about in the show. And then I had to go, whoa, that is not how I want to live my life. Um, I entered a competition to be an MTV presenter and I won that. And the rest is history. That's it, really, yeah. So you moved to London. Yeah. At what point? I moved to London straight away because the job was in London. So I won the competition in April, but it wasn't aired until May, so I couldn't really tell anyone. And then June, I had to find somewhere to live. And finding somewhere to live in London when you don't have a lot of money is not the easiest. No. Um, and I saw, yeah, a lot of basement flats. People think you, you, you get a job in MTV, it's all glamorous. I'm just going to let Mick off now. Um, and then my producer from MTV called me up and said, so you're going to start work next Monday, but we're going to send you to LA to cover the MTV Movie Awards. And your first interview was with Coldplay, having never interviewed anyone except for people in the radio station. As I told you, like court yeah. cases and, and those kind of news stories. So yeah, I've thrown in the deep end, but it kind of helped me for later in life. Like, what's happening at the moment when I wasn't really prepared to, to do Love Island the series, but you, life throws things at you and you just have to go with the flow. Does this job feel more pressurised than any you've taken before? Um, to be honest, the job itself, I love, like, and I, I feel very comfortable with. Um, I've worked with ITV Studios before uh, for five series. Uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Now in yeah. Australia, and it's, it's, it's the same producers on that. Uh, there's a lot of new team as well, but... Uh, there's a few familiar faces which always makes it easier I hosted a show called Survival of the Fittest which was in South Africa two years ago and I worked with um, a lot of the similar producers and stuff and always had a great relationship with them so I feel very comfortable in the, the presenting role also like Ian has the hardest job he's there every day I just swan in and out of the villa looking glamorous I mean it's great and is it, is it weird working with your partner? I don't see him. I think I saw him more when we didn't work on the same show. He, he luckily, Mallorca, um, the production offices are a little bit further away than the villa. But in Cape Town, everything is on site in the one compound. So his voiceover booth is about five minute walk from my dressing room. Okay. So that works out well. So for the first show, for example, I flew out on the Monday um, and then I had to leave on the Friday. Ian flew out on the Thursday and then was there the whole time. So we only had one day together, but we were on a different schedule. So bless him, he, he stayed around when we were doing all the coupling up, uh, even though he didn't have to. So no, I actually haven't really seen him at all, considering we work on the same show. And so in the midst of all of this craziness, yeah, how important is keeping a healthy routine to you? So important for like my mind more than anything else. And I, I love going for runs and I love going to yoga. Um, and I found, because I do a lot of hot yoga, which is about 90 minutes. So you kind of need a chunk yeah. of time to do that. And I haven't really been able to do that. I think I've been once in the last week or two weeks. And I really miss that. That was more, because that's Laura time away from my phone. Um, I always bring trainers with me. Annoyingly in South Africa, uh, um, Cape Town, I mean, it's beautiful. But I haven't really seen much of it yet. And we're not really supposed to leave where we're staying without, without being with someone else. I can't convince anyone to go jogging with me. There is a, there is a gym, a really nice gym and a swimming pool um, in the hotel. So I was using that. But I just love running. Like I've travelled all over the world. And I remember once going to Mexico. I was doing an interview with Daniel Craig when they were filming. As you do. As you do. As were, you do. When they were filming Bond. It's going to go left here. Mick knows the way. Mick, this way. Come on. <laughs> this way. Um, Mick, this way. 
uh, and I was only there for a night. But I threw my trainers into the bag, so I got up at six, ran around the city, and then did the interview, and then flew back that night. So I find running is great because you can do it anywhere in your own time. It can be a 15-minute run. It can be a half an hour run. Uh, so for me, that's my go-to, which is as hard when you go to some places when you can't really get out and about. And has it always been part of your regular routine? No, um, I only got into it because one of my colleagues at MTV, Alex, we always give ourselves little challenges and uh, we decided to do the Hackney Half. Neither of us had ever ran before. Let's go this way because it's very um, wet there. Okay. It's very windy. Guys, listening in, I apologise <laughs> I apologize for the wind, but there isn't much we can do about it. Whoever's well, listening, just be thankful you're not here right yeah, now. Yeah, we're braving it for you. Even Mick is as well. And how did you find that experience of training for a half marathon? I downloaded uh, Couch Potato to 5K. Yeah. And I found that really helpful, just to kind of maintaining that speed, because I like running, I think I'm fit enough, but I just wasn't able to maintain it over you know, two hours and it really built me up and built up my stamina and it was a nice way to do it that didn't feel too threatening. Were you surprised that you actually did it in the end? Oh, adrenaline is a wonderful thing. I actually did it uh, in the morning time and then I went to the BAFTAs that (laughs) that evening. And did you get really drunk? Because I've always done races, got to the end, had a glass of wine, had two more. And then be like, I think looking wow. back now, yes, that is probably what happened. <laughs> Do you remember the first run that you ever did in your like twenties or something, and being like, this isn't too bad because you did it because it was your choice, not because you were doing it for school? Uh, yeah, I remember doing it. Honey was in Ibiza, so I used to work every summer um, hosting at Ibiza Rocks for MTV, yeah. where we'd have lots of like bands like the Libertines, Ed Sheeran, uh, Tiny Temper. Um, And a lot of that would be recorded at night time or in the big clubs with the DJs. Uh, So in the morning, I'd I'd have it off. So I used to go for a run along the beach. If you ever run along the beach of San Antonio at eight in the morning, you will see some things you can't unsee. But it was quite funny. I've seen a lot of things I can't unsee in San Antonio. I think I was the only one going for a jog. And I I remember once there was a group of drunk guys. I think they tried to start following me, but I was too quick for them. How often now do you work out each week? It totally varies. I think you have to listen to your body. There are some weeks when I do quite a lot. There's other weeks when I just feel my body needs a rest. Have you always been quite good at that or has it taken Um, some time? Sometimes I'm just lazy. Especially when it's cold. I mean, sunny days, it's easier. Today, when it's windy, it's grey. It makes it harder to leave the house. But I have a... I don't really go to the gym a lot, but I do have a trainer who's a friend of mine, Harry... Uh, Harry Jameson, and I'm going to see him later oh, today. Yes. No, Harry. Oh, yes. I know Harry, yeah. He's a really good pal. Him and Amy, his wife, are friends of mine. So, well, I think he's brilliant at helping me know what I should be doing. Because I have no idea about weights and stuff. But uh, he said it's really good for toning. So he kind of shows me what to do so I know how to do it. So uh, I try and pop to him maybe once a week or whenever I'm in the country. When you're doing exercise, are you more of a music or a podcast person? It used to be music until I did the half marathon, which was, you know, it takes about two hours to do. Yeah. So I realised I was getting bored listening to music because I start counting songs, going, OK, that's once, that's about three minutes. Oh, my God, I have 20 more songs to listen to. Uh, so when I, when I did the Hackney Half, I actually listened to the radio 
and it was Matt Evanson was on Radio 1 I was listening to him and I remember that every time I'd come up to the news it's like oh that's another half an hour done which is brilliant uh, and then I got into podcasts and that's really saved me especially because some of the podcasts are like an hour long you can go for an hour run without realising that time has gone by yeah it's when I was marathon training it really helped me Mick so <laughs> yeah he is the smallest most brave dog I've ever met. <laughs> oh, he's got sass like his mother. He has got sass. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mick. Good boy. Good boy. There These is... are pals now. You can tell by the tails. <laughs> He'll follow. He will follow. It is very hard when you go running with the dog to keep up a uh, consistent pace. Yeah. Because you have to keep stopping and stopping and getting him to come. Well, you're technically doing a tempo run. Just it, oh designed, yeah. designed by your dog. This is like what I did when I was doing the um, catch potato to 5k. You'd run for like 90 seconds and then stop for like 60 seconds. It's really interesting, isn't it, when you find out that um, I suppose people like yourselves who've just, who people look and see who uh, have been slim in the media for a long time that actually you had a whole load of fitness that you had to build up. Well, like, I don't really... Like, like everyone's body shape is different and... I used to be really skinny when I was a teenager and like so much so that people would like call me names about it and like I didn't have boobs or a bum and then I got like to 16, 17 and I just grew this massive arse and, and my boobs grew and then I just got really embarrassed of my boobs so I'd very rarely show my boobs off like I always kind of like flatten them down um, and that probably comes from like my teenage years when they suddenly grew so I think I just dress well do you know like I, I know how to dress to show my best parts and hide the parts I don't like. And is it, but is it hard having like a running commentary in the media it's hard about when, yourself? Yeah, and no, I think for women, they get it worse, obviously. But particularly, you wear anything that bulges in the, uh, around the stomach area and you're pregnant. Yeah. And it's really horrible. Like, guys don't have to deal with that. And then you think, well, I won't wear that again. And how has it changed? Because before I felt like women were always an addition to the to the lead anchor in shows. But I was an intern, so I was (laughs) when I first started. But yeah, you're right. I think people like Davina McCall. You know, it's paved the way and Holly and Emma Willis. And I uh, remember when I told Emma this story recently when I was 18, being uh, at TRL in London and seeing Emma. And she even says herself, I didn't realize at the time, oh, I wasn't like the main host, I was the girl. And I didn't really think about it at the time, but yeah, I definitely feel the landscape has changed. When I got the Adam Celebrity job, like I was the anchor, uh, Rob Beckett was the comedian, and Joe Swash is Joe Swash. <laughs> but even in the titles, it always said, you know, host Laura. And that was actually a huge thing for a young female on television. And have you ever had any negativity about it in the, in the workspace? Or, um, and how do you yeah, deal? Well, you know, I've... Uh, Luckily, I think I've most of the time worked with absolutely lovely people. I remember once doing a job a while ago, and the guy, there's a guy who was kind of giving me a hard time, and I couldn't pinpoint why. You know, I felt like there was something else. This wasn't very nice to me. Uh, and then it turns out he found out that I was getting paid more than him. It came out eventually, weeks afterwards. And I was doing a bigger role, but I was younger and female. And that was the first time... I ever got a taste of that kind of negativity, which wasn't very nice. But you're quite, you seem to come across as quite mentally resilient. Do you have a practice for that? Or is it just a case of that you've just got this inner voice and you're like, Laura, I, yeah. don't listen? 
I think it's to do with the people you've got around you. Yeah. Um, when things get too much, I try not to rant too much on social platforms. That's what my friends are for. And just call them up and have a rant. And sometimes that's all you need. Talk to your mom, talk to your dad, uh, your brothers or whoever is in your circle. And he's safe. Uh, so I just think I've always had good people around me, which kind of keeps you grounded. Oh, these are, these are more uh, mixed size. Meetings of the white dogs. Mick! Which one's my dog? <laughs> Mick, come on! And how long have you had Mick? Today is Mick's birthday. <gasps> You're joking! Today Mick we turns have, five. We should have had we'll a birthday party We're having a party on Sunday. Okay, <laughs> fine. I don't think he realises. Are you going to make him a doggy cake? Or yeah, do you know what? I think Mick would just rather eat what's on our food. <laughs> like, if we're having a chicken roast dinner, he'll rather eat that. He's like, I'll have some of that. Yeah, man. he's like, I don't want the dog food. Actually, that leads me quite nicely onto diet. Yes. Do you, do you have a certain eating plan or...? Oh, it just changes so much. Again, listen to your body. You know yourself, like, if I eat a lot of chocolate and a lot of bread, my gut feels, like, all blocked up. Yeah. And I, I really sense that. So it's all about balance. I'm not good at um, completely stopping my... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Self from eating any particular food because if I try to do that, I then crave it more. Yeah. So uh, I think it's easier to just balance things. Maybe you have the glass of wine or the bar of chocolate. Had the glass of wine today, tomorrow the bar of chocolate. Don't do everything. And I find that really good at balancing me, balancing me out. Just having a bit more of an awareness. An awareness, yeah. And I'm also like not realising like how much sugar is in the glass of wine. Oh, it's really depressing though, isn't so it? So depressing. Sometimes I'm like, just eat the bar of chocolate, have yeah, the Mars yeah. bar. Yeah, and move on. Exactly. The Welfare Run Chats are brought to you by running experts Brooks, whose goal is to inspire everyone to run their path to a better self. Running has really helped me through some tough times, but running has also been tough at times. You can really tell with the Brooks gear that they care, taking the small irritations, like sore toes and chafing, out of the equation through brilliant engineering. I've been running in their reflective jacket that fits just right, neither too tight nor too roomy. Now, on with the show. your show Castaway. Yes. So I'm really interested to know because so that show is about podcasts and the moments in people's lives which they yeah. link to the listening to those shows. Well it's kind of like a podcast about podcasts yeah. so I think podcasts have gotten so big in the last few years um, as a way of storytelling um, and as creating a new narrative and anyone can do it so I, I love how many podcasts there are out there but I also love listening to people's listening habits 
And I get such a surprise, like some of the guests we've had on in the first series, when they come on, like someone like Sarah Pascoe, who's, you know, an incredible comedian, who listens to a lot of murder <laughs> and a lot of very dark stuff. And uh, I remember listening to one of the recommendations from one of my podcasts was The Last Days of August, which um, was about the death of a girl in the porn industry. And I was traveling across America and I listened to the whole thing in one go. It was about eight hours worth. And it was just so gripping. And it wouldn't be the normal thing I'd listen to. So I think kind of similar to like a Desert Island disc. Just you can tell a lot about people by what the music they listen to or the podcasts and stories that really trigger them. If you were on your own show, what would be your podcast? That's really good. No one's asked me that yet. Um, it's kind of changed. The, what I did, I kind of wrote out a list of the podcasts that I liked, and then whoever hosts them, I tried to get on my show. So there's a guy called Blind Boy, who's one half of the Rubber Bandits. He's Irish, but he's got such a huge following online through podcasting. Uh, and he's a very smart guy, and I saw him do a talk about toxic masculinity about two years ago at a music festival. The first podcast I was ever on was an Irishman abroad. They're not all Irish, I promise. <laughs> um, comedian Jonathan Regan hosts that. And it's really nice for the community of Irish people who live outside of Ireland. So he's had everyone on that show, like like Chris O'Dowd and um, uh, actually everyone from sports people to people in the entertainment world. And I think for anyone who doesn't live in the country that they were born in, there's something in there for them. So that's two. And then I love Oprah. Oh, Super Soul Sunday. So I got the book as a present from my agent and then I really got into her podcast. Um, and especially, she does a lot with like really famous people like Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts and there's some great episodes. But then she has people like uh, Deepak Chopra who goes through you know, all the affirmations and meditation. Then she's real life people. Like she had this one guy on, um, Robert, I can't think of what his name is, but he'd basically been in prison for murdering someone and coming out of that and talking about his story. So it's all about people. I talk about people, Dermot O'Leary has a brilliant podcast, People Just People, where he kind of interviews anyone once they've got a good story. Oh, here comes the wind. Wow. Woo! And you generally, obviously you've said that you listen to podcasts whilst you're running. Yes. Do you have them on at home and whilst you're travelling? Yeah, I mainly listen by myself, but if I'm travelling in a car with someone. So, for example, like this Christmas I drove back to Ireland because the dog can't fly on the plane, which is quite annoying. And, uh, oh, there's about 10 dogs. (laughs) Make it straight in there. Um, And it was quite a long drive. And as we were getting near the end of it, me and my boyfriend were, like, losing the will to live. So we put on Shag Married Annoyed with Chris and Rosie Ramsey. And it's hilarious. It's real life. Uh, Everyone knows Chris the comedian. He did Strictly last year. Did so well. And it's him and his wife. I actually think I prefer Rosie. <laughs> Don't tell Chris that. She is so funny. She had me in stitches and it really kind of helped me get the end of my journey. I wanted to talk to you about a moment from many years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's one that really stood out when I was doing a bit of research, didn't you? When you got to run with the Olympic flame. You know, I forget that happens. Did you see it? You were in my house. It's in there. I had the torch. It's in no. the living room. Yeah. I know. Me and Ian has his bathtub. I've got my Olympic torch. Um, yeah, that was in 2012. That was... How did that come about? It came about through MTV. So I was working as an MTV VJ, MTV host, and they needed a rep on behalf of them. So I got asked to do it. Of course, he said, yes. Uh, it happened, I think I had to get up at three in the morning, and we were filming it for MTV. So me and my producer, a gorgeous man called Gareth Butters, 
got up at 3 a.m., went to somewhere an hour outside London because they have to kind of go through all this briefing and, you know, it's the flame. You have to then light it to the next person. There's gas cylinders involved. It's like the school relay. It is. But, like, but a lot more pressure. Times a thousand. Exactly. <laughs> but I forgot it was such a big deal. And when I got there, every single runner had, like, their family, had banners. And I got there with Gareth. And I kind of thought, oh, I should have actually invited people. This is kind of a big thing. Thankfully, it was streamed online. So my mom and everything was able to watch online. And, um, yeah, I just remember when I was passing the baton on. Meg, this way. Oh, actually, let's go. Let's go back this way because there's doggies. Meg, don't bark. Come on. We've got more dogs. Hello. Hey. He likes to bark at the big dogs. He's got small dog syndrome. You're gorgeous, aren't you? <laughs> Hi, look, they're fine. You're all good. See? Come on, let's go this way, come on. Yeah, so as I was running the very end, I just saw Gareth just going, yes, that's my girl. <laughs> and everyone else had like loads of people. And then you got to keep it. And I got to keep it. Actually, later that day, I ended up going to, it was Wireless Festival. Um, and interviewing Nicki Minaj. So it was a re I started off running with the torch and then I interviewed Nicki Minaj. So yeah, and I got to keep it. One of the things which just happened back there was I saw you really diffuse the situation. <laughs> but you seem to come across like that anyway in your normal life. It's easier to be nice. <laughs> I know. It's too hard to be anything but, uh, but that. Uh, life's too short. It is, isn't it? Sometimes quite hard in London though, isn't it? When... Oh, oh, you get so worked up over the stupidest things like getting on the tube if the tube's too busy or the, the pressure dial's constantly cranked up yeah. on every situation. And that's why I think it's important to go out for a run in the park, get out of London, get out of whatever city you might live in. And, and do you find that it's actually, back to running then, that this running for you is more of a stress relief than going into an environment where there's lots of other people? And Definitely. I do like working out in groups if it's like a dance class. Um, I go to Frame quite a lot. Oh, do you? And they do dance like you're in a music video. Um, and that's really fun. But sometimes, especially in my job, because you're talking all the time, except for now, now I'm talking <laughs> as I'm running. But when you go for a run, it's your quiet time. Yeah, just to switch off. Yeah. What else is in your kind of wellness toolkit for dialing down the stress and... Um, I, I downloaded an app that my friend Samantha Barry, she's an editor at Glamour in, in the States, and she's got a, she used to be in CNN, and so she's a very stressful job. And she uses Butterfly, which is an app of meditation, and there's one about 12 minutes long that you can put on before you go to bed. And I always find when I put that on, I'm asleep before it's finished. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Just, just straight out. Exactly. And I do have to ask, this is totally non-running related. <laughs> OK. But, but I still have to run as I'm talking about it. Yeah. OK. Um, so it makes it kind of running. OK. <laughs> what do you do to have such glowing skin? Me? Yeah. It's a sweat. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, skin comes, skin is like body shape as well. Some days are better than other days. If you're on your period, if you've been travelling. Um, as I've got older... I'm definitely kinder to my skin. Mm. Um, like take your makeup off at night, basic things. But like I didn't God, always you do get, that. You get told that as a teen, I don't know, you? You're don't like, listen. whatever. Um, and as the room's spinning at home because you've had too much booze, <laughs> face plant into your pillow with your face ingrained on the pillow. Uh, but yeah, I definitely learn as well, less is more. I used to use a lot of products and I just now find my favourite products. And I... 
I have never really into facials, only in the last two years. And I love a Casey facial. Um, they're really nice. A guy called Shane Cooper, who I've never been to before. This, this week was my first week I've gone. And Emma Willis goes to him, my Ajama. Uh, my friend Nicola Roberts, who she said, oh, you should go to Shane, he's great. Because I was a bit worried about being on the plane back and forth so much. Because my skin gets really dehydrated. So I went to him two days ago. So I feel like my skin is probably at, at its best at the moment. It's not always like this. So guys, go look him up and treat yourself. Yeah. To some... and, and wash your face. And wash, wash your, your face. face. <laughs> Keep it simple. It doesn't have to be expensive. Wash your face. And thinking about the rest of the year. What, yeah. What's in store for you? Yeah, well, I've got my radio show on BBC Five Live, um, which I broadcast from London every week. I'm still trying to do that every Sunday. BBC have been incredible because they said if I have to record from South Africa, they'll make it work. Amazing. Um, but that's, that's all the time that's ongoing. So we were live at Glastonbury last year um, and a few other festivals. So it's Glastonbury's 50th anniversary this year. Wow. So we're hoping to do a live show from there. And uh, I wrote my first screenplay last year, a little film called Sive. We won an award for that, which is really nice. So there's a few like little acting projects that potentially might come through. So that's always ongoing. So yeah, there's a few other bits and pieces which could lead to an exciting year. I just don't know when I'll fit them all in. You're so good at dealing with the unknown. I think I don't deal well with boredom. Right. So it's more that. And if I'm ever not doing something, in time, you know, if any time is a bit quiet, I will something else, do something else with that time. I'm not good at doing nothing. Are you good at just sitting and watching the telly? Or no, and no. I need to get better. The only thing I'm good at sitting and watching is Love Island. <laughs> do you watch yourself back? I, to be honest, because I've only, like, the presenting role, I'm barely in it. It's, it's, it's Ian's in it every day. I, like, swan in and out. But, because uh, I didn't get to watch it when I was in it because I was either doing it. Yeah. So, like, I'm fair watching the show in real time. I, uh was interviewing the actor Rafe Spall. He's doing a play in The National at the moment. So basically Rafe was saying he doesn't really watch himself in movies. And he asked me, like, do you watch yourself on telly and what do you think? And I'm like, all I can think about is, I didn't know I was that Irish. Because <laughs> obviously in Ireland, I don't seem that Irish. And loads of my friends in Ireland go, oh, you sound like different now. You sound a bit more British, which I don't really. But when I go, when I'm on TV and I'm like the only Irish accent on there, I'm like, oh. I'm actually really Irish. Didn't realise. And is it, have you done much of it, or is it just the once you'd clocked that, were you like, right, I'm done? Well, most of the stuff that I do, and radio is live, or TV would be live, so you don't really watch back. Yeah. Like if I, I you, do, you don't yeah. want to iPlayer and then listen no, to yourself. No, I'm also. I know what happens when I'm watching again. I want to watch the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that's old news. I know that. <laughs> Laura, I've loved chatting to you because. It's been so nice. There's so many, there's so many people who listen in who are running just for the enjoyment and they don't have races. And it yeah. seems very much like that's what you've touched upon. Yeah. It's just about getting some headspace and just kind of a release from your really hectic life. Yeah, completely. It's your own time. And, and I think sometimes, uh, I talked to Gianna Fletcher about this when she started running. She thought, oh God, I have to be really good. Like, I'm, you know, people will look at me, I'm not running the right way, I don't have the right kit. It's not about that. Running is completely personal. Uh, so for me, I do it at my own pace. Sometimes I might be quite slow and I might just do 10, 15 minutes. Other days I have more energy and I'll do half an hour, 40 minutes. And I think it's just finding what works for you and that's okay. And so for anyone who is just just on their journey and is perhaps yeah. on the, the 0 to 5k, yeah. round up, what's your three main tips for them? Or your three learnings? 
so from doing I that experience. So I my main tips would be, kind of to reiterate, do it in your own time. Uh, even if you're doing the zero to, or couch potato to 5K, if it takes you longer than the app is telling you, that's fine. Like if you go back and do the same exercise one week and you repeat the same week, that, that's fine. Um, as I said, everyone's different. Um, two, congratulate yourself. Like just doing it, taking the initiative to do it, to put your trainers on and get to the park, even if it doesn't go well, it's just the fact that you're doing it. So just remember to congratulate yourself. Um, and probably the third point would be in a world of Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, we all compare ourselves. I suppose online is just the new form of magazines. Magazines did it. They, they, they actually took up pictures and compared people, uh, literally. Uh, and I think we need to stop doing that. Everyone's body's different. Everyone works differently. Especially when it comes to photographs, when you look at Instagram, it's not real. They're angles. And I think more and more people are, are more open about showing, like, this picture was taken in the same day. And yeah, it looked like two completely different people. Uh, so even just look at yourself. You know that you can have a flattering picture and unflattering picture. That's what the world is like. And you're just seeing the best of everybody. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's really, really it's, cold. It's really cold. <laughs> windy. And windy. Morning. Well, we did it. And now I, f- I feel good as well because I needed to get out of the house. It was been a really busy week. So thank you for getting me out. I mean, I would have flown to South Africa. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've done it there, actually. It would have been very, much warmer. <laughs> it would have been much warmer. Um, so everyone can obviously follow you on Instagram. That's the best place to catch up with you, is it? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at the Whitmore. Uh, Twitter at the Whitmore. It's the same. Come and have a little chat. Uh, remember everything you see is not real <laughs> <laughs> and when's Castaway coming back? Uh, Castaway's coming back hopefully in February um, we've already started recording for that uh, and yeah if anyone has any suggestions because what I, I have obviously the guests who talk about the five podcasts that means something to them or whatever whatever time we get to talk about them but I'm also going to get some suggestions from the listeners as well so I'd love to love to hear what they think amazing whack it in the comments box guys the review box and we will send them on to Laura thanks so much for listening in and um, I will see you guys all next week don't forget to share your Instagram post using hashtag welfare thanks everyone A massive thank you to our sponsors of this bonus series of Run Chats, Brooks. Make sure you head to their website, www.brooksrunning.co.uk to check out all their latest gear. It might just change the way you feel about running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.